What? The Bible study was canceled because of COVID-19? Well, tonight you can take yours to go. Welcome to Bible study and the Reaching Forward podcast. Let's look at Isaiah chapter 55 and verse 9. You can press pause and then press on pause when you find it. You're back. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. And my thoughts higher than your thoughts. We're exploring God's higher ways. We haven't touched on all of them, but this is the sixth part. And we would like today to look at two leadership styles, man's and God's. Man leads by force. God's higher way is to lead by love. Let's pray. Father, bless this Bible study in Jesus' name. Amen. A man had 50-yard line tickets for the Super Bowl, and as he sits down, someone else notices him, and he asks the man if anyone's sitting in the seat next to him. And he said, no, the seat's empty. That's incredible, said the man. Who in their right mind would have a seat like this for the Super Bowl, the biggest sport event in the world, and not use it? Well, the man said, that empty seat belongs to me. I was supposed to come here with my wife, but, but she passed away. And this is the first Super Bowl we haven't been together since we got married in 1967. Now, the man who had asked the question, he said, I'm sorry to hear that. That's, that's horrible. But he said, I don't want to be rude, but wouldn't a friend or a relative or even a neighbor take the seat? And the man sitting down kind of hung his head and shook it. He said, no, no, they're all at the funeral. What is leadership anyway? When you need to get something done, when something needs to be accomplished, that's when leaders are made and leaders are born. Basically, leadership is influence. When something needs to be done and you need others to be influenced to kind of jump on board and help get this thing accomplished, you need leaders and leadership to influence and get a team together to accomplish a mission. There's different ways to do it. Man's way, the very common way, and this isn't always wrong, right? But it's, it's more positional, which means do it because I said so. If you've ever had a small child, this is important, right? Get out of the street. You're going to get hit by a car. If not, I'm going to drag you out of the street. Go to the bed. Go to bed or I'm going to make you go to bed, right? Eat your food or I'm going to make you eat your food. That, that's positional leadership. It's leadership by force. Man's way, and it's, again, it's not always wrong, but God has a higher way. The higher way is a persuasive leadership. It gets people to want to do something. God leads in love and it persuades us by the love of Jesus Christ to want to jump on board and do what God wants us to do. Have you ever bought into something where it ceased to be work and it started to be something that you wanted to do because of love? Say, well, I didn't want to change my baby's diaper. Well, changing baby's diapers is kind of gross. I didn't really want to change the diaper, but I did it out of love. 
Out of love. Love for my child and love for my wife. <laughs> Do the dishes. Why? We're all tired. Dishes aren't fun, but out of love. Out of love for my wife. You see that leadership that is led and, and the motivator of God's leadership is love. First of all, what's the importance of leadership anyway? There is an importance of leadership. And let me use an illustration to show the importance of, of leadership and why we need God's higher way. We, we need leadership in this world. And using an illustration, you've all heard of the Titanic. If you haven't, it was a huge ship thought by many to be unsinkable, and it sank. <laughs> On April 15th, 1912, resulting in the deaths of over 1,500 passengers. Most would find it easier to believe in the unsinkable than the unthinkable, right? In fact, someone made a remark. Uh, he said, reportedly, God himself couldn't even sink this ship. Well, at, an, at the entrance of a Titanic exhibit, there's this large wall with two lists. And they're reminiscent of the lists posted after the tragedy in the White Star Line's offices in Liverpool, England. As anxious relatives began to gather and they waited to hear of the fate of their loved ones, a company representative, as they found out information, would add names to one of the two lists. And one list, it said on the top, known to be saved. The other list said known to be lost. Leadership is vital because we will all be reduced to one of two lists for eternity. Now, I know people like to fall into groups, right? Chevy or Ford, Democrat or Republican. And maybe you say, well, black or white, American or uh, another nationality. Maybe Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts, Coke or Pepsi, baseball or football. And, and there's all these kinds of groups that people are in. And we like to define ourselves by groups. Let me tell you, they're all going to be boiled down to two groups. Known to be saved and known to be lost. We need leadership and we need God's leadership because we're all going to be in one of these two lists. And we want, of course, everyone to be on the right list. The Bible says in Romans chapter 5 and verse 12, Wherefore, as by one man, and that man was Adam, sin entered the world. And death by sin. And so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. All men got put on the wrong list, the bad list, known to be lost. They got separated from God by Adam's sin. But the Bible says, Romans chapter 5 and verse 8, that God sent his son Jesus Christ because of his love for us to give us an opportunity to change lists. Listen, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him, through Jesus. For if while well, we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son. Much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. 
There was a man that came to the pearly gates and uh, uh, waiting to be admitted, he talks to St. Peter and St. Peter's looking through this big book for the guy's name. And he said, I don't see your name, sir. And well, the man, he's, he isn't, he's nonplussed. And he said, well, Mr. Uh, uh, Peter, sir, how current is your copy of this list? And St. Peter said, well, I get a download every 10 minutes on the, on the dot. Why? Well, the man said, well, I'm kind of embarrassed, but I am kind of was a stubborn type and wasn't until my death was imminent that I began to cry out to God. So my name probably hasn't arrived on your copy yet. I'm glad to hear that, St. Peter said. But while we're waiting for the update to come through, tell me about a really good deed that you did in your life. And and the guy thinks for a moment and says, well, okay, okay. There was a time when I was driving down the road and I saw this group of bikers, bikers, those like gang members, and they were harassing this woman and uh, uh, getting ready to torture her. So uh, infuriated, I jumped out of my car, grabbed the tire iron out of my truck, walked up to the leader of the gang, and he was this huge six foot four, 290 pound guy with a studded leather jacket and a chain running from his nose to his ears. And I walked up to him and I grabbed his chain and ripped it out of his face. And then I smashed him over the head with the tire iron. And about 20 guys surrounded me. And I turned and I held up that tire iron and I said, leave this poor girl alone. You're all a bunch of sick, deranged animals, go home before I really teach you a lesson in pain. And I started swinging that tire iron. St. Peter was impressed. And he said, wow, when did this happen? And the man checked his watch about three minutes ago. <laughs> the man wanted to switch his list. You know that the reason for the gospel, the reason for the preacher, the reason for the church, the reason that Jesus came was so we could switch known to be lost to known to be saved. And the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17, therefore if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Jesus was sent to be our example of God's loving leadership. After he washed the disciples' feet in John chapter 13 and verse 15, he said, for I have given you an example that ye should do as I have done unto you. The word example literally from the Greek means to exhibit under the eyes. The loving leadership of God in John 3, 16, for God so loved the world. His loving leadership. And if we go to John 3, 17, it said, for God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. In the book of Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 25, it says, Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. Here we see, and as we begin to transition to the last thing I want to share, Christ's example showed two things. As Christ gave himself for the church, he gives us an example of leadership. It says in verse 29 of Ephesians chapter 5, No man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourisheth and cherisheth it, even as the Lord 
the church. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. Notice the two words, nourisheth, to nourish, to feed. You feed your body, right? That's an action. And cherisheth it. You like your body. You take care of it. That's an attitude. And these two things kind of form the leadership of love. Action, but also attitude. God sent his son, but Jesus came not only as an action, but he came in love. And indeed, when he was on the cross and his life was bleeding out from him, he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And it's passed along to Christian leaders. Stephen cried out, Lord, lay not this sin to their charge. When Paul was uh, uh, being tried in Rome, he said, I, I, I pray that this would not be laid to their charge when no one stood with him because they were leading in love. A mother went to wake up her son for church and one Sunday morning she knocked on his door and he didn't answer. So eventually she just busted in. She said, church, is in 30 minutes. And the son put his, you know, covers over his head and said, I'm not going. And his mother said, why not? And the son said, I'll give you two good reasons. He said, one, they don't like me at church. And two, I don't really like them. His mother replied, well, I'm going to give you two good reasons why you will go to church. One, you're 47 years old. And the man said, well, what's the second reason? She said, two, you're the pastor. You know, I'm thankful that uh, I'm a pastor. And let me tell you, I love to go to church. And I love to go to church not to, you know, feel the pews and look at the floor. I love to go to church for the people. I love people. <laughs> you know, some people might not like me. I know because I see faces when I preach. But everyone likes me right now. Well, at least everyone that's here by myself. <laughs> but I love people. I love people. And I'm thankful that God showed me his love for me and has put a love for people in my heart. And I want to see people switch lists. You see, that leadership is important and Christ is our example. Christ that came for us and he loved us. But also the third thing, Christ in us is our example. Someone asked, how can I make my speech effective? And someone said, okay, three things. First, get into your subject. Second, get your subject into you. Third, get your subject into the heart of your audience. That's the, really the way it is. Get into Jesus, let Jesus get into you, and then that overflow, Jesus, get him into the heart of the people that you're around. We respond to Christ's love. The Bible says we love him, because he first loved us. Others see how we treat people. They see how we treat them. And this can lead them to Christ. Timothy was told by the Apostle Paul, 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 12, Let no man despise thy youth. But be thou an example of the believers in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, 
in purity. You know, the best example is to take your Christian vitamins. That, that Christian vitamin, well, what's a Christian vitamin? B1. <laughs> Get that B1. Be an example of the believer. Be an example in your words. Speaking the truth in love. Not just the truth without love, which is hard, right? And not just the love without truth, which really doesn't get us anywhere. It's just flattery, right? But we need truth and we need love. Uh, we need to speak and be an example in our word, in, our, in our, also our conversation, the way we live. To know him is to love him. To love him is to serve him. And to serve him is an honor. I remember... Uh, we were having a, a baptism at the beach some years ago and, and we were singing some songs and these folks walked by and I remember they just kind of joined in the song. What? They knew it was going on. They knew it was like a baptism and they just joined right in. You know, people know what's going on sometimes in our life. Let's show them the most important thing. What's the most important thing? Well, someone asked Jesus, a lawyer, what's the most important, the greatest commandment in the law? And Jesus said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. But then he said, and the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There it is. Love God and love people. Timothy was told, be an example in charity. That love of God is the master ingredient. It says in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 2, without this love, I'm nothing in chapter 16 of 1 Corinthians, in verse 14, it says, Let all your things be done with this charity, with this love. 1 John chapter 4 and verse 16, it says, God is love, and he that dwelleth in God, or dwelleth in love, dwelleth in God, and God in him. Jesus said in John chapter 13 and verse 35, By this shall all men know, that ye are my disciples, if ye have love one to another. You see, Christ in you and your love in your life. I remember I was kissing my wife outside one time. And uh, she kind of got nervous. She's like, well, someone's going to see us, you know. Well, you don't want to be the wrong type of example. You don't want to overdo your PDAs. But you know what? Let me tell you about kissing your wife. If you want to bless your children, kiss your wife. Love your wife and be a blessing to your kids. Show them that you love your wife, that your family's secure in love. I love giving gifts to my daughter. You know that when you love your daughter, you, love, you can even give them the gift of no. I even have a hand gesture and have fun with it. Have fun. I did it to my daughter earlier today. I said, what does that mean? She said, it means no. <laughs> Live your life in love. Why? Because you love them. The Bible says, be an example in spirit. Enthusiasm. You know that enthusiasm really literally means to be in theos, in God. When you love something, it shows in your actions. I remember I was chosen for an extra search at an airport, and I was like, yes! And they looked at me kind of funny, but you know, you might as well have a good time. You're going to get searched anyway. In faith, be an example in faith. Take a step. Leave a path for others to follow. Let them follow you to church. Let them follow you as you pay your tithe. Let them follow you as you're uh, there reading the word of God. Take a step in faith. In purity. 
A life that chooses pure things, not pure pressure. I'm getting ready to close, but you've ever heard the proof is in the pudding? Well, that's shorthand for the proof in the pudding is in the eating. The Bible says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. Oh, taste and see. The proof in Christ is the eating of him. The experience of him. And I remember when I first heard a gospel message, I was maybe 19 or 20. And I don't remember one word that the preacher said, but it was that leadership in love. It was fulfilled in the gospel of God's son. I don't remember one word he said, but I realized, remember those two lists for the Titanic? I realized my name was on the wrong list. I was lost and I knew it. And he came and to make a long story short, I prayed and my life got onto the other list. I invited Jesus into my life and that's all that we have to do. We have to realize that Jesus, he came to die for our sins, that, that, that we could be free from sin and that we could know Christ in a reality, that we could live in eternity with him in heaven, that we wouldn't have to live in bondage to sin anymore. Well, I prayed and invited Christ into my heart and I changed lists. Thank God if you're out there somewhere, Pastor Medrano, you're a blessing one of my favorite people in the world. Thanks for not giving up on me. Thanks for not just walking away from me when I wasn't the easiest guy to pray with. My life changed lists because of someone who loved Jesus and someone who loved people because they loved Jesus. God's higher way of leading is in love. I'm thanking God Put it to work in your life. Lead someone to Jesus Christ in love. Be an example to the world, how you love your family, how you live your life. And let's win someone to God. God's higher way of leadership is in love. God bless you.